Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Well, church, we're going to go ahead and get into God's Word. Anybody ready for God's Word? Anybody ready to get into the Bible? If you have your Bible, why don't you turn with me to Luke chapter 18, verse 1 through 8. It's Luke chapter 18, verse 1 through 8. And I want to say this, too. I think it's incredible how today alone we're able to serve and feed over 700 people, y'all. Come on. Can we put our hands together for that? And that's just one day out of the rest of this Cares Week. I'm so excited for everything that God is going to be doing. Uh, But we're looking at Luke chapter 18, verse 1 through 8. And if you don't know what this is, this is actually a parable that Jesus told to his disciples. And if you don't know what a parable is, parables were short stories that Jesus told that had a big truth attached to them. In other words, they were earthly stories with heavenly meanings. And how many people know that our Lord, our Savior Jesus, he was like a master communicator. Like he was just by far the the, the most articulate, uh, eloquent speakers that have ever existed. I know that because on one occasion, there were literally hundreds, if not thousands of people surrounding him while he was preaching from a mount, and they went days and days listening to him until they were hungry. I think you have to be a pretty good communicator if, if, you know what I mean, if you have people waiting that long, okay? So Jesus, one of the ways that he connected and conveyed messages to the audience and the crowd was by telling parables. In other way, in other words, In order to explain heavenly truths and how God works and how the kingdom of God operates, he would get at their level and tell them earthly stories that had a heavenly meaning to them. And in this parable right here that we're fixing to read, this is known as the parable of the persistent widow. And in this parable, Jesus is trying to give us an idea of the spirit that we're called to have when it comes to praying. And how we're called to be persistent when it comes to praying. So with that being said, let's read it. And if you're taking notes this Wednesday evening, feel free to take notes. I'm so excited. Let's get into it. It says this in Luke chapter 18, verse 1 through 8. It says this. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Somebody say, don't give up. Man, I just came to tell somebody this Wednesday evening, you've come way too far to give up. Don't give up. And it says this. It says, he said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. So there was this unjust judge. He didn't care what people thought about him. He didn't, he didn't fear God. And it says this. And there was a widow. So there's an unjust judge and a widow. And in the town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some, for some time he refused, but finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. I don't know why that just makes me laugh in my mind. He was afraid of this little old widow. I don't know if she's old or not, but he said, I'm just going to give her what she wants. She's been coming up to me. I'm a judge. I have the ability to determine who uh, gets justice and who's, uh, who's, who, you know, who has favor in this specific case. And she keeps coming to me. I'm granting her favor. And it says this, and the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? Come on, this is for y'all. How many people in here are chosen? Who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they 
get justice. And it says this, and quickly. Somebody say quickly. Is anybody ready for, for some swift justice in their life? We serve a God. I'm telling you, there's some moments where God can just work. It's like a moment. It's like, God, where are you at? And all of a sudden, he just comes in and makes a way. And it says, however, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? If you want to write down the title this Wednesday evening, it's this. Don't give up. Those three words. Whoever's watching online, I just came to tell someone not to give up. You need to understand that in this passage that we just read, women were at a huge disadvantage during this time. Like, they were often overlooked, they weren't really heard, especially if you were a widow. If you were a widow, you didn't have a man to represent you. So when it came to certain rights and liberties and freedoms, especially in the civil justice system during that time, the favor was not with women, it was usually with men. So this widow just kept on being persistent. She came to this judge, she had an adversary, she knew that she was in right standing, she knew that she, she had done everything right, that the things should have been in her favor. And Jesus tells this parable how this, this widow, she goes to this unjust judge and she comes day after day, she comes time and time again. In other words, she was persistent and she didn't give up. And this unjust judge says, you know what? I'm just going to give it to her. I don't care what people think. I don't fear God. But just because this person is so persistent, I'm going to give it to her. I got some good news for you. Jesus said, if this unjust judge granted her favor, how much more should a good and perfect and heavenly father treat his children when they come to him in prayer and they ask him and they come to him for justice? How many people are thankful that we serve a God that is just, he is righteous, he is holy? Come on, put your hands together this Wednesday evening if you agree with that. Our God is good. And I just felt like somebody was on the edge of giving up. I think we've all felt like giving up before on something. You're on the edge of giving up. And I just felt like God told me to tell you, you're on the brink of a breakthrough. You've come way too far to throw in the towel and to give up. If you keep pushing forward and you keep on being persistent, you will see a breakthrough. Jesus tells us to be persistent. Can I hear an amen? Amen. You know, as I thought about this message, I thought about a time in my seventh grade year in middle school, and I was in football. And I won't ever forget, um, there was this day where we would max out on bench press. And for those who aren't familiar with it, it's pretty much where you sit down on this bar and, you, and you're benching, you try to find out, you know, how, what, what's the largest amount, the heaviest amount that you can lift. So imagine, you know, there's this weight room with all the other football guys, and everybody's surrounding this bench. And, and, and bench, that almost sounded really bad, this bench. <laughs> Jesus, I hope that sounded like I said the right word. <laughs> and anyways, okay, got to move on. Anyways, so it's my turn. I step up, and I put 25-pound uh, plates on each side, and I take it down, and I go down on my chest, and I go up, and eventually I get to 45-pound plates on this, uh, like eventually. And I wasn't as big as I am now. I'm just kidding, okay. So I, I step up, and, you know, they put 45-pound plates on each side, and I won't ever forget I take it off the rack, and I'm going down, and, and, and people, people are saying, push, Caleb, come on, you got it, you got it, and the coach is right there as well, and he's encouraging me, but then, I don't know if you've ever experienced this before, I was going up, and I went about halfway, and my arms just locked up, and I just gave up, and I just, the weight just kind of fell, they put it back on the rack, and I stood up, and the coach said, Caleb, try it again, and I said, 
I'm not going to do that. I can't do it, coach. I give up. I can't lift that much weight. And kid you not, this coach stood up and he said, you see, and he was trying to make an example out of me, I guess. He said, the reason he will never be able to lift that weight is because he gave up way too easily. He didn't try a second time. And I just felt led to tell someone that, and you need to ask yourself this question, are you putting periods in your life where God has put a comma? Because what if the widow would have given up the very first time? Maybe I could have lifted the weight the second time. Maybe I could, maybe I couldn't. You know, we'd miss 100% of the shots that we don't take. And I, I, I didn't do it again. And this widow, she didn't try. This widow, she, she didn't give up so easily. She kept on coming time and time again. And, and I just felt like there's somebody in here where, where maybe you've stopped praying and believing in God for certain things. Maybe you've quit believing in God for, for healing. Maybe you've quit believing in God and you stopped praying for healing in a relationship or a financial breakthrough or maybe on a certain promise that God has given you or a dream that he's laid on your heart or a word that you received. And I don't know if you've ever just felt that before. I think we all have at one point or another where we just felt like giving up, throwing in the towel. We, sometimes we say things like this, you know, it, my, my, when it comes to the health in my family, we don't have a good healthy you know, family history, just hypothetically speaking, and, and therefore I'm not going to have good health, or I'm going to die at a young age, or my family lived in poverty, therefore I'm going to live in poverty. And we say things like, it is what it is, these are the cards that I was dealt, I can't do nothing about it, it's outside of my control, and we just say, okay, whatever, but what if what it looks like isn't what God wants for your life? What if God wants you to have some perseverance and be persistent and keep pushing and keep trying, and he knows that whenever you do that, you will experience a breakthrough? I just came to tell somebody, you know, persistence will always beat resistance, if you want to write that down, you can. I believe that. Persistence will beat resistance. Whenever you're persistent and you try time and time again. See, the Bible is full of people who were persistent. Me and my family went on a vacation to the Frio River. And I won't forget, I was, as I was floating down the river, I looked at these huge rocks. And it was crazy to see how water cut and ate through rock. Like, you got this massive boulder and you can tell it's been eaten away and just, you know, caved away over the years. And it just blew my mind. How could water cut through rock? How could liquid cut through solid? It's not just because it's powerful. It's because it was persistent. Some rivers were formed over a time period of years and years, decades and decades, and sometimes even centuries. And they keep on going through it. They go through the tension. They go through the barrier. They go through the dirt. And, and it starts off as a, a little drop of water. And maybe it turns into a little stream. And it keeps on growing and growing and getting bigger and bigger until eventually it becomes a full-on, like, roaring river. And I just came to tell somebody watching online as well that I don't care what kind of haters, doubters, critics, adversaries, or devils you may be facing or what people may be saying about you, if God gave you the word and he gave you that that promise, if you're persistent and you just come to him, you will receive a breakthrough if you do not give up. Come on, anybody can testify to the facts. I know that I can. Don't give up. Somebody say, don't give up. You know, Billy Graham, you know the first time that Billy Graham was given a chance to preach? He was given a 40-minute time slot, and he prepared four messages in advance. 
And he was planning to only preach one message during that time. And within 10 minutes, he preached all four messages. And he didn't know what to do, so he stepped off the stage, he left the building after he was done, and he felt like giving up in, on ministry. He felt like giving up on preaching. Why? Because the very first time that he tried something, it just didn't seem like it was going to work out. But how many people are thankful that he didn't give up, that he kept on trying, he kept on, you know, crafting his speaking ability and kept on showing up and preaching God's word. And because of him, millions of people have been saved and are in heaven or are going to be in heaven. It's a chain reaction. I'm so thankful for that. Don't stop at one. Keep going forward. Keep pushing forward. I want to give you guys three areas that we should not give up in and three areas that we have to be persistent in tonight. If you want to write these down, here's the first one. We have to be persistent in prayer. Somebody say, be persistent in prayer. Man, this is huge. Like, I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer, especially in the power of persistent prayer. In this parable, the whole parable was about how we should be whenever we pray. We should be persistent when it comes to coming to God and praying and talking to him. I love how we have the, the you know, morning prayer. We have prayer Tuesday through Friday from 6 a.m. to 7.30 a.m. This church is open for y'all to come in and just seek the presence of God and talk to God and read your Bible, whatever you have to do, and just start your day off right. I, I love it. If you ever have an opportunity, if your schedule is open, I always encourage it. Find a time every single day to pray. Find, if you don't make time for God, you're never going to have time for God. You have to make a time. You have to designate it. You can't let anything else get in the way. You can't let social media or distractions or Netflix, you know. Sometimes you have to put it on your calendar and just a certain time every day. And if someone says, hey, can we meet up or go get coffee, say no. I already have a meeting. I have something planned. Why? Because you've decided to be persistent in prayer. But the question is, you know, why doesn't God answer our prayers the first time? Wouldn't that be easy? Like, we just talk to God, and we tell him something. We need something, and automatically it's like, you know, sometimes God does answer prayers, like, you know, quickly. But I think the reason that God doesn't do that, because if we were used to that, we wouldn't really see God as God. We'd see him as a genie, and we just come to him just for stuff. But God allows us, and he wants us to be persistent in prayer so that way we can deepen our relationship with him. And that way we can get to know the heart of God. And sometimes, you know, conform our will to his will. And we get to know him deeper. We have to be persistent in prayer. Here's an example. I won't forget, in seventh grade, a lot of stuff happened in seventh grade for me, y'all. <laughs> seventh grade, there was this girl in my English class. And I sat down in class. True story. I've shared this testimony uh, many times with different people. Um, you know, I've shared it a couple times from this platform, but it's a powerful story. There was this girl who was an atheist that sat behind me in my English class. And I won't forget the first week of school, I sat right there and she knew that I was a Christian. She knew that I was a pastor's kid. And immediately she started just to criticize me and make fun of me and just really say a whole lot of stuff and really just attack my faith. And I had every opportunity to lash back out at her and be mean to her. I just didn't feel like that's what God wanted me to do. You know, it says, you know, Whenever people, you know, persecute you, whenever people curse you, the Bible says to bless those who curse you, pray for those who persecute you. So what I decided to do was I decided to pray every single day for her. 
And so every night before I went to bed, I had my own little closet. I'm too big to fit in my closet and sit down in there now. But I would pray in my closet, and I would pray in the Spirit every single day for at least 20 minutes and 30 minutes a day. I would just pray every single day in middle school, and I, could, I would feel the presence of God, and I would feel the love of God, and I would just pray over her. And every day I would come back to class. You know, it was still the same thing. Other people started to chime in at one point, too, because not only was I believer, was I believer, but I didn't do a lot of other things that kids did. I didn't talk dirty. I didn't cuss. I, I, I held myself at a standard when it came to, you know, my morals and my values. And what happened was this. One night I was in my living room, and this happened for months and months. I was in my living room, and I felt this strong prompting to go pray in, in my room for her. So I went to my room. I was being led by the Spirit of God. I'm telling you, if you ever feel that prompting or that urge or that urgency, be obedient to that. And I prayed. I won't forget. I felt this, this, this heaviness and the power of God so strong. And I began to pray in tongues, and I just felt it so strong. I was praying for her. And the next day, I go back to school. And would you believe, instead of making fun of me and being mean to me, and I would pray prayers like, God, you see her heart. You know where she's at. I know that you can make a way, God. Use me to be an instrument, God. Help me, God, be a blessing, God. I know that you love her just as much as you love me. I know that you desire her to be saved. Make a way. I would pray and ask God, ask God time and time again. Felt like nothing was happening. But one day, because I didn't give up, she said, Caleb, last night I was experiencing this stuff at my house, and things were not going well. Things were not going good, and I went into my room, and I was just by myself, and I was crying, and I just felt terrible. I guess she had family issues. She didn't tell me all the details, and she said that while she was crying, she felt something come into the room, and she said she felt this warmth, and she felt this peace, and she felt a comfort, and she didn't know how to describe it. The only way she could really describe it was saying it felt like love. And we know that God is love. It was just all these, this, this warmth. This, it was the Holy Spirit coming and comforting her. And she said whenever she felt that, immediately I came to her mind. I came to her mind. And she said, Caleb, I'm sorry for making fun of you. I'm sorry for doing all those things to you. I want to believe what you believe. There's, I just feel like there's got to be more. And she, I, she, I was able to lead her to Jesus right there in that classroom in seventh grade. Why? Because I was persistent in prayer. That is a true story. And I give all glory to God. I'm telling you, God wants to move through his church. God wants to move through his people. We have to humble ourselves and just pray every single day. If you're praying for something, for a healing or a, a breakthrough or for a loved one, a child or a cousin or a mother or a friend that is far from God, I'm telling you, if you're persistent and you keep showing up, God can make a way where there seems to be no way. God is a way maker. He's a miracle working God. We have to be persistent in prayer. Second thing, we have to be persistent in our proclamation. We have to be persistent when it comes to saying the right things and speaking God's word over our lives. It's so important, y'all. I think a lot of times we speak a lot of negativity, a lot of doubt, a lot of toxic words over ourselves and situations and some relationships, and some people don't realize that your words matter. Your words make a difference. The Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. You have to speak the right things. My, my uncle Rick, who's responsible for leading my, my dad to Jesus as well, he, he, he reached out to my dad, and he was persistent too, right? <laughs> my, my uncle Rick, I won't forget the story I, I heard. I've heard it from my family before multiple times. My uncle Rick was diagnosed with cancer. 
I believe it was stage four terminal cancer in his brain. He, he, and and he, the doctor said at one point that he was going to die. If he, had, like, if he had surgery, he was going to die months later. But if he didn't have surgery, he was still going to die. He, he had this appointment with the doctor, and they said, sir, this cancer, it's, it's getting bad. It's getting worse. And, and you can either not have surgery and die in a couple months, or we can extend your life some if you have surgery, but you're still going to pass away. So he looked and he weighed his different options, and I'm telling you, he was a man of faith and knew how to proclaim life-giving things and positive words. And he said this, he said, so you're telling me if I, have, if I don't have surgery, I'm going to pass away, but if I do have surgery, I'm going to pass away. So he said this, he said, you know what? I choose God. In other words, he said, God is my healer. I trust in him. And would you believe he didn't live, he didn't just live one year or two years. He lived 14 more years. He defied the, he was a walking miracle. And he prayed over other people who had cancer and the cancer left their bodies and they were healed. And he ministered and evangelized with people. Now because of him, there are 13 people that are preachers right now that wouldn't be preaching if he wasn't persistent in his proclamation. See, that wasn't just something that he did, he did every once in a while. It's something that he did every single day. He proclaimed and he chose to speak God's word. He chose to believe the promises of God and the word of God. We have to be persistent in prayer, but we also have have to be persistent in our proclamation. See, positivity, positive speaking, and positive thinking isn't a replacement for God. It's a response towards God. It's a response towards, see, I'm telling you right now, you need to be persistent in proclaiming the right things. You need to say things. So a couple scriptures for y'all, like Psalm chapter 27, verse 1, where it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I be afraid? Or John chapter 16, verse 33, the words of Jesus, where he said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Or Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, where it says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. You need to get God's word into your heart. And whenever you face trials, troubles, or tribulations, you need to begin to proclaim the word of God. Can I hear an amen? Here's the third thing. You ready for the third thing? You need to be persistent in your purpose. You need to be persistent in your purpose. If you want to see breakthrough, you must be persistent in your purpose. No matter what season of life that you're going through, Keep being obedient to God's purposes in your life. And the reason I put this point in here is because a couple months back, I talked to someone, and they said that they just felt like giving up because they've said they've been praying, they've been coming to church, they've been trying to do everything right, but they felt like they weren't seeing any fruit whatsoever. And immediately, as soon as they told me that, I told them Galatians chapter 6, verse 9, and it says this. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if, get this, we do not give up. It's all contingent and hinged on that one word, if we do not give up. I'm telling you right now, people of God, church, Riverside Church, there are promises and blessings that God has in store for you. And I'm telling you, I also told that person too, 
even if you're not seeing any fruit, which I believe you will see some fruit, just the idea of you coming to salvation in Jesus Christ, come on, see, we do not follow God for stuff or any of those things that sometimes that's just a byproduct of, of our good and heavenly father taking care of us. We follow after Jesus because he's the way, the truth, and the life. He didn't have to die on the cross. He didn't have to pay the price, but he willingly went to the cross. He died. He gave up his life, and now we have an eternal hope. We have salvation. We have freedom. We have life. We have liberty. Jesus gave us life, but now he, he calls us, and he wants us to be persistent. You have to be persistent. In other words, when it comes to being persistent in your purpose, mothers, you just got to keep on loving those kids. Keep taking care of your family. Fathers, just keep on leading your family with integrity and character. College students, keep the faith, trust in Jesus. Wherever you're at, wherever you go, just keep being obedient and just be persistent in the purpose of God. Whatever season of life that you're in or if you're in high school or middle school, I'm telling you right now, God wants to have a relationship with you. If you're in middle school or high school, Jesus loves you so much, and he wants you to follow after him one day after another. You go to school, God can use you. Just be obedient to him. And when you're persistent in his purpose, I'm telling you right now, God will begin to open up doors. But it's if we don't give up. Haley, you can come on up. You guys can stand to your feet this Wednesday evening. Somebody say, don't give up. Don't give up. Dad, remember that time... You, remember whenever we were looking for a building, and it just came to my mind, remember whenever we were looking for a building, and my dad's dad, my grandpa, he built the Riverside Convention Center, which he came in the 70s, and it was actually an airplane hangar before, and he built this convention center, it was actually the largest dance hall in Texas during that time, and that was the place my dad grew up in. The It was like 20,000 square feet or so. And whenever it came time for us to look for our next church facility and our next building, and we're looking for property, we're praying about it, that facility just kept on coming on his heart, whether we should buy it and turn that into our next church building. So my dad decided to just pray about it, and he was persistent when it came to praying about it. He prayed time and time again, and one time he went out to the property, went out to the building, and he went with the group of people and they began to pray there and he walked around the building and he said that he walked around it seven times. He's persistent. And then after the seventh time, he, he stopped doing it. He said, God, I'm just gonna leave this to you. If it's your will, God, just give me a sign, open up the door. And he was praying and he was persistent. The next day, he gets a phone call. After praying and just trusting God, he gets a phone call from a relative that said, hey, did you hear what happened to the Riverside Convention Center? He said, no, what happened? The city had just bought it. And the next time my dad went out there, a couple months or a couple weeks later, the whole building had, like, been torn down. It was like a modern-day Jericho, y'all. So we felt like that was a sign from God. But here's the point. It's because he was persistent in prayer. Just be persistent. If you're persistent, you keep showing up, you keep knocking, you keep serving, keep giving, keep loving God. I'm telling you, you will reap a harvest. You will see fruit like Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 says. It's a simple word, but I just felt like someone needs to hear that. Don't give up. Don't give up on God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Can I pray over you guys this Wednesday evening? Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word, God. God, let us never lose sight of these eternal truths, God, of this parable that you gave us, God. We don't ever want to 
give up on you, God, because you've never given up on us, God. In our good times and in our bad times and our highs and our lows, God, you've always been consistent. You've always been faithful. So I just thank you, Lord, for just perseverance and persistence to be in our hearts, God, like never before. We pray right now, Jesus, even as a church, God, we're going to continue to serve, continue to love, continue to be a light, God. And as we're persistent, God, we're going to see any resistance, God. Just move out of the way, God, as we follow after you, Jesus. We love you. We praise you. And everybody said amen. I want to give somebody an opportunity that may be watching online or that may be here right now to make Jesus Christ your personal Lord and Savior. If you've never taken that first step and repented of your sins and put your faith and hope in Jesus Christ, Jesus is the way, the truth, and life. John chapter 3 verse 16 says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And I believe as you pray this prayer after me that you have made the best decision of your life. You put your faith in Jesus. You started your relationship with God. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You can repeat after me. If you prayed this before, pray it like it's your first time. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. I ask you to just forgive me. I turn to you. I believe that you are Lord. I believe that you died, and I believe that you rose. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, church, thank y'all for listening. Hope it blessed and encouraged you. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.